0: He likes having company a little. He likes to show off for his company. Yeah, he's like a kid and he comes over. You come over, he needs to play with your toys while you're trying to drink whiskey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like all my like, friends' kids who
1: crawl on the parents while we're only when we're talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we stop talking, kid doesn't care. Yeah. You go talk,
0: home and they're like, fuck you, dad. It's I'm it's going, it's going it's to my yeah. van. Yeah. No, he's called. like,
2: pay attention to me. I'm here. I'm
0: here. I'm here. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 22 of From the Van. It's a podcast from my van where i have conversations with people who have relationships with residential vehicles today's episode features sky walker he is a muralist and van lifer who is at the tail end of a one-year-long mural tour where he's been driving all over the country uh, painting murals inside and outdoor huge large format murals uh, for a variety of different clients and uh, I know of Sky because we have a bunch of mutual friends in Encinitas, but we actually met up with him in his hometown of Corvallis, Oregon, as we were passing through. We had a really good conversation. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. Um, also, please go over to fromthevan.com and check out our videos and uh, follow our YouTube page and subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast platform is and all that good business. Enjoy episode number twenty-two of From the Van featuring Skywalker. Skywalker, welcome to the van.
1: Thank you so much. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, We are at your place in Corvallis.
1: Corvallis, Oregon. We are at my parents' cottage here, and I went to uh, high school just out of town here in a town called Philomath.
0: Okay. And then
1: I went to Oregon State University. Right. And graduated in 2001, which seems like yesterday, and it was already 20-something years ago.
0: Yep. I'm your age, dude. It's a long <laughs> fucking time ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: but we still look young. Uh-huh, I feel
0: yeah, young. You both sure. look fantastic. Aww, You're sweet. Thank I have
2: you. to say, it's Marty's 39th birthday today. I have Stop to embarrass what? him a happy bit. <laughs> so happy What? Happy birthday. I appreciate
1: it. Happy 39th. <laughs> I have
2: to embarrass him just for a second.
1: Well, we're <laughs> okay. August boys. I'm going to be 41 this tw- on the 27th. There you go. Nice. Right. happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. See, neither of you look that, that age.
2: You all look, both look 15 years younger than well, that. Well, so thank
0: goodness thanks, I shaved bud. yesterday. You can say that. So you got a
2: little baby face under I do. I do.
0: (laughs) Um, So uh, I know you from Southern California. How did, when and how did you gravitate down there? So
1: I was born in Big Bear, California.
0: Okay. Oh, cool.
1: My dad's from Orange County. Uh, My mom's originally from Pennsylvania, but they met at Chapman College. So my sister was born in Big Bear as well. So we have full Southern California roots and growing up we traveled and lived in a lot of places, but we always went back there with lots of friends and family and um, so my entire life going back and visiting people in Oceanside and Encinitas and Laguna and Big Bear, California's always been in my brain so as soon as I graduated from college I'm like I'm sick of surfing the cold water on the Oregon coast even though it's beautiful, I want to go down and work in the surf industry and be in some warmer water and be in Encinitas so as soon as I graduated well, right after I graduated 9-11 happened which kind of stalled my transition out of Oregon and then in February 2002 I moved down and moved into Cardiff by the sea and didn't leave right until I left on this tour
0: right cool cool. cool. so um I want to get into your your artistic background but since you mentioned a tour um, tell us about it what is the sea to sea mural tour the sea to sea
1: mural tour is something I was thinking about for a really long time Um, I paint murals for a living I've been painting them Full time for about ten years. Um, after I worked in the surf industry and the action sports industry, I left in 09 from the last company I was at, which was Prana, and um, did some work for Whole Foods Market to paint their store in Encinitas. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done a mural in ten years, <clears throat> and they called me and said, "Hey, would you be able to do a mural?" And I didn't. I didn't even think about it because I grew, did them growing up. My dad taught me to paint murals. I did them through college and paid for school and books instead of working at a coffee shop. But I just didn't once I started working at Rip Curl and surfing and being in that culture, I just focused on graphic design and illustration Mm. and um, apparel design. But I kind of forgot about painting murals because I didn't see it as a form of making a living. And So when uh, Whole Foods hired me in 2009 or 10 um, I painted the entire store and then it just sparked this like fire in me that I was like, whoa, I forgot how amazing this is for one. Not only could I do this and hopefully make a living at it, but also do it in an expressive manner and paint more public work. Sure. So I started doing more of that throughout San Diego and traveling to do more work across the US. And then I started thinking, well, it'd be pretty amazing to do this full time on the road. And I just had that in the back of my head. Uh, but then I connected with uh, my now really good friend, his name's is Chris Benchettler, he's a pro skier, mm-hmm. and we were introduced by a friend named Yusiek uh, Sonnen who's a pro snowboarder. And I met Chris and his wife Kimmy, and he's an amazing artist and he does all the graphics for his skis. So I suggested we do a collaboration. So a year later, he started building a van to do a show called Chasing Adventure. And we did the art that went on his van. We ended up doing a huge mural to kick off his, uh, the premiere of his film. But through the process of building his van and seeing what he did with it, I was like that would be the way I need to do what I want to do. So I was definitely inspired by what him and Scott Smith, his builder of his van did. And I kind of took that. I met some new guys, uh, Joy Fandel of Noble Campers and um, Johnny Wood of Woods Off-Road. And they were introduced to me by my friend Curtis Beauvais, and there was a great synergy. Joey built the inside of my van, Johnny built the racks, and it all just came together right after I bought the van and, and really pulled the trigger to do it. And then uh, in June, June 3rd, 2018, I hit the road, and I've been on the road for 13 months, so this is the 14th month.
0: All right. Cool. How many, uh, how many murals have you done on the tour?
1: I've painted 29 murals in 12 months. Um, The month of July has been kind of a wash on murals because my sister just had a baby. My sister Amaris Walker. Shouts out to Amaris.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. Thank
1: you, and uh, her fiance Andy, and they just had a beautiful baby girl named Kalia, and we're all super stoked. So this month has been devoted to family. Cool. Um, And I. Also, just zip back to Mammoth really quick because I'm a part of Chris's new. Um...
2: Don't know where he got this from. <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't know either.
2: We found a teddy bear. But...
1: You can go set it in the back just... of that truck. Or
0: okay. yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: I don't think we're gonna destroy that. Or put that.
0: it on the van, bud. We'll put it over there at the end, just so we don't have as much of a. An Interruption so I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't
2: want him to destroy it.
0: It's no. Thank you. Know that's great. It that you got
2: it Like your childhood toy that he then not <laughs> You know, little fucker
1: not so my no. little childhood toy All right, as long as he's not chewing on the van, but <laughs> no, um, no. yeah So uh, Chris Benchettler is doing a new film project with the Grateful Dead which I've been working <laughs> okay. on with him this year And I flew back this month We did a little extra shooting and I'm really excited because that's been a real quiet part of the year mm-hmm. But now that he's kind of released what's happening he and I have done like multiple collaborations. We did three throughout this year on the tour. And um, so that's been a really fun project to be in a working with traveling. Yeah. So yeah, 29 murals, 12 months. And the 30th mural is going to happen, I believe back home in San Diego. I haven't finalized it, so I don't want to jinx it. But if it happens, I'm excited because that's going to be a perfect place to finish the tour where yeah. I started.
2: That's rad. So cool. my goal,
1: my I didn't have a goal on a number. But then when I hit 20 murals, I'm like, okay, I want to get to 30. Wow. And once I hit 25, which was in Fraser, Colorado, I was like, okay, five more. I can do it. And then I've hit 29. I had a couple lined up in Santa Cruz that kind of just fell through because of timing and and some other things. But then this other one has opened up in Lucadia and um, I'm excited.
0: Oh, Lucadia.
1: Yeah. All right. Oops, I spilled the beans on the
0: location. (laughs) (laughs) Come up here. Okay, that's good. Chill out, pups. Yeah, chill out. So, you told me uh, before we started recording that you've done like 21,000 miles or something. Oh, wow. Is that right? I've
1: I've hit... um, When I left, the van had 500 miles on it just Uh from building it and driving around in Sanitas. Yeah. So, I take that back. I'm at 20,650 miles. So 20,060 miles in okay. 12 months, 13 months. Wow. So definitely put it, put it to use.
0: How many states have you painted in?
1: I've painted in about 15 or 16 states. On the tour? On the tour. Yeah. I've driven through about 29 states. Okay. I, in the fall I went to New England, was able to go to Maine, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, and crossed through Delaware, which knocked off all the last states I needed to go to. So mm-hmm. now I've been to every state. Oh, wow. oh there you go. Very cool. A little backstory: My parents performed and traveled together before my sister and I were born. They were folk singers. Okay. Morrison and Walker. Shouts out to my parents. And um, they traveled all over. They performed in Vietnam for the troops. They, they're amazing. They, my dad built a camper for the back of their old Chevy truck, and. They, they did it before anybody was doing
0: it yeah cool. so
1: then when my sister and i were born and we got old enough they started incorporating us into uh this family band that we had and then my dad took us on the road in 1990 and we traveled for two years and performed all over the united states we had a chevy van we also had a little airstream behind us but the van was kind of a conversion it had a couple you know captain's chairs it had like a TV, VCR, a little woodwork—it was—it was pretty cool. Yeah. So we did van life then, and performed maybe 2,000 shows all over the United States for mostly schools. Yeah. And um, then we ended up in Oregon in 1993, where my sister and I did high school, and then ended up in college here.
0: So for you, like so many people that I talk to, um, so many people that I talk to ha- who are just getting into the van or are thinking about getting into the van like have a bazillion questions and they're not acclimated to it and then when they decide to do it it's sort of a um a taboo with respect to the people around them their friends and family and stuff but not only were you already acclimated to this your folks were probably like yeah that seems like a totally reasonable thing to do right? totally, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah true. they
1: they were all for it because i knew at the heart of it i wasn't doing it to prove i could do van life right I sure wasn't, i wasn't trying to be like look at me and doing this particular thing, because there's so many people that do it and do it really well and they've got amazing vehicles. I'm very fortunate that the people I worked with helped me build a beautiful van and home to live in and do this. Um, But the the heart of it was I wanted to get out on the road and be in places where I wouldn't normally be and interact with people on a level that extended beyond just coming into town, painting a mural and leaving. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to work with schools and Boys and Girls Clubs and help teach art when possible and hopefully inspire someone along the way. I know I got completely inspired by many people and many places, but to immerse yourself in areas where you wouldn't normally hang out or whatever is highly beneficial for an artist because you you learn so much from it. Because normally I would drive or fly into a location, paint the mural, maybe see something but then split because in the back of my head i'm like oh the surf's going off i got to get back you know that anxiety to get back and be a part of encinitas and where i was living was palpable because when you surf it's just in your brain Mm -hmm. so that drove me a lot to just hey this is great being here painting the mural okay i gotta go but this time i just was like this is where i'm at i'm gonna absorb everything i can and you know, when I was in Maine, I got to paint a mural for grain surfboards, and I surfed there for two weeks, and got to meet some amazing people, eat lobster, cruise around. Awesome. Went down to the Outer Banks, got skunked on surf. You know, had these all all kinds of experiences, um, and definitely was in urban areas where there's no surf, there's no mountains, so you got to soak in what's going on, whether mm-hmm. it's music or people or culture, and um, these were all things that I wanted to have happen, and they all did yeah cool. and, and I'm very grateful for that
0: so we were sort of wondering about this Colette and I are both outdoor enthusiasts and I'm a surfer but we're also theater people and and very much like city culture uh interested you mm-hmm. know and so one of the things that I wanted to do when I built this van was to make it as stealth as possible people ask me all the time where do you park and I'm like Anywhere my van doesn't look like anything once we close it up, mm-hmm. you know um, Your van has that's final right? Yeah a giant Gorgeous. and I'm assuming you made that mural, right? Y- it's y- beautiful
1: Yeah, so the art on my van was painted by Crispin Chetler. Oh, and myself. Okay. So when I Collaboration yeah when cool. I told him I was paint because we've painted two collaborations for his van. Okay, s- which is the stealthy Marmot Okay, look it up on insta super cool um But as soon as I told him I was gonna buy the van and do this tour, he's like, well, we have to paint one for your van. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't gonna bug him for that, but, because he's super busy, but once he said, I was like, well, heck yeah, I'm stoked. So we collaborated and we painted that piece, which is called Narratives. But it's a full color piece, and I was like, it's too bright for for this. So I took it to a monochromatic blue, bluish gray the cool thing with this wrap is at night it becomes camouflage
2: Mm. that blue
1: dulls down so much and because it's a matte print as well it becomes almost like this just nebulous pattern at night which is nice because you're right you want to be as stealth as possible do
0: you find that you can just park this places and oh yeah
1: yeah cool i've parked in urban settings neighborhoods and obviously i try and park as safe and as smart as possible um, definitely not trying to, like, ruin anybody's scene or neighborhood or cause any issues. I don't want to get woken up in the middle sure, of the night sure. from someone harassing me. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just make sure to park in a good spot. And
0: When you go and paint a school, do they, do they have they set you up sometimes with, like, mo- Oh, you can stay over in this guy's house or this back behind the school or whatever totally
1: um i haven't stayed in any schools but i've definitely had people say yeah we have a great driveway we have a great street or we know somebody with a yard whatever makes it easier Mm -hmm. and safe the hard part is like in a lot of these areas because you have to paint in a more urban setting versus way out in nature Mm -hmm. i couldn't drive out to like blm land and be in the stars because that's like a four-hour drive from where i'm painting a mural so you know, there was a lot more urban camping than, than I would have liked at times, but I also knew it came with the territory. Sure. This trip wasn't for me to go off grid and be in the middle of nowhere and say, look at me, I'm in the middle of nowhere with my van, because that's not what the tour was about. The tour mm-hmm. was about doing art and being active with it and, you know, seeing what came of it. Because I, I tried to line up as much work as possible before I left, and... The third mural that I had set up on the tour uh, canceled on me the day I got there.
0: Oh, no. Really?
1: They had some budgetary constraints and some things happened, which was unfortunate. And I I was stressed because it was a paying gig and I was expecting it. But then that was really great. It was great that that happened because after that, I had some amazing people reference me to some other people. And then um, a guy named Jordan... Uh, Jordan Basile. I I think I say his name wrong. Um, He referred me to the High 5 Foundation in Truckee, California. I ended up doing a donated piece for them. And um, they work with athletes that have been paralyzed doing uh, action sports. Amazing foundation, amazing people. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about things working or not working because they're going to work how they're supposed to. And once I adopted that mindset, Everything flowed so much better, mm-hmm. and not to say there weren't frusti- frustrating moments or times, but I didn't let that get to me because I was like, "Well, if that doesn't happen, another door will open,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's exactly how it worked. And um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have expected things to go the way they did. And I, am I still look back at it and go, "Wow, I can't believe how some of these things aligned." Mm-hmm. It created so many serendipitous moments of timing and amazing things that happened that I never could have anticipated and or predicted Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have happened if I'd been stressed about like, well, this has to happen and it has to happen this way. When you're on the road, it happens the way it's supposed to Right. Mm -hmm. because if you try and force it, it's not going to work at least with what I do. So,
0: yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about your art. I am somewhat familiar, but not super familiar with your art. Uh, when I think about the things that I've seen that you've done, Um, I see, like, a very, uh, a very, like, wild ethic, um, wildlife specifically, I, I, I've seen a bunch of murals with wildlife in them and, and that sort of thing, um, what, when you, when you do a piece, whether it's for somebody else and you're, you're putting yourself into it, or if you're doing something on your own, um, what do you usually try to convey?
1: So a lot of my work is inspired by Mother Nature. It always has okay. been. Um, even when I worked for other companies like Rip Curl and Prana, mm-hmm. I certainly try. And obviously, Rip Curl is surfing and Prana's outdoors, I definitely incorporated that stuff. But when I do my own work, it always it always comes from a place of organic qualities and elements. And a lot of my work has a female persona in it which i think is representative of mother nature it's like a metaphor but it also gives you that visual human connection so it's not just like a bird in a tree once you put a human element in there i think it gives people a real direct connection to it and a, mm-hmm. a relatable one so not that i don't like doing work with just net nature without people in it but it just uh it just gives that connection so yes nature is a big part of what i do mm-hmm. um and our environment is is so important. And as you, know, <laughs> and the dog agrees.
0: Anybody who's listened to any of these podcasts is not surprised. This.
1: <laughs> hey there. Um, but you know our environments are in serious need of attention. Sure. And you know I'm not trying to paint stuff that's going to beat people over the head and say like the ice caps are melting and this right. is happening. You know it it is happening. It's more to be like a subtle reminder that hey, our environments are beautiful. Let's try and be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And we're all guilty of contributing to it. I don't care how good you are with your recycling, your plastic use, what we are all guilty even by accident, you know, cuz plastic is wrapped in everything and all you can do is be as conscious and as uh, proficient as you can to prevent pollution. But again, my work is just meant to kind of hopefully create an inspiring beautiful image for people to think about and I try and wrap some subtext in there uh, on subtle levels even if it's just like topography lines which I put a lot in my work this year Mm -hmm. because it relates to the certain area and gives you a visual perspective of like oh those lines relate to this peak that's right next to my town and oh I didn't know that and you know little things like that that I hope people kind of get interested about but I, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from nature. It's constant from the oceans to the mountains, as there's so many artists that do, so yeah. um, I'm
0: guilty of that. Cool. I'm just gonna restart this real quick. I'll cut off after a while if I don't fuck with it. Um, do you, it sounds like you yeah. got something.
2: So what's the, what is your process like for creating a mural? Do you like map it out on a smaller piece? Uh, how, how do you do it and how long does it take?
1: There's a couple different ways to do it. Um, with, um, you know, back in the day, you'd have to hand draw a whole thing to scale, to give people an idea. But now with technology, it's nice because you can sketch something up quickly on an iPad, put it in mm-hmm. Photoshop, mock it up because then people go, oh, I get it. That's what it would look like on my 50 foot wall. Okay. Whereas if you just doodle something and say, look at this on your phone, the, the vision gets lost. Mm-hmm. So... I would like to say that I do original pieces of art for every mural. That's not the case because some of these murals I've done on the tour I designed like the day before I got there. Mm -hmm. So there's a multitude of different ways I do it. I'll do hand drawings, I'll do iPad drawings, create the concepts. Sometimes they're very rough and then the real art comes together on the final mural. Mm -hmm. Uh, The application of the mural happens a few different ways. I freehand murals, I grid murals, I project murals. It all comes down to timing. You know, so if I have a short amount of time on a big wall, I'll project it, get my line work up and get to work on painting and filling it in and making it look good. If I have a lot of time, like uh, a mural I did for Evo in Seattle was like 50 feet by 25 feet. I had like seven days. So I just freehanded the whole thing and took my time with it, and which (laughs) is awesome. That sounds
0: so fast to me. Yeah, it does. (laughs) You're like, oh, I had a lot of time. Seven days. Well, it.
1: For that one, it was, uh, but I did a hundred foot mural in um, Nashville for uh, uh, the Keep a Breast Foundation, Uh and that was a hundred feet by 30 feet, and I projected a quarter of the wall just to start it, and then I freehanded the remaining 40 feet of Mm -hmm. it because weather was coming in and things were changing, so I just didn't have a lot of time to grid out every part of the wall, and you know, there's a lot of artists that are purists that would never project, but... There's also like timing and limitations and I want to be as pure as I can when I can but sometimes it's like well we have technology and I'm going to, I'm going to put it to use because in the end sure. I, want to, I want to take the time to paint the mural properly and have it look uh, beautiful before I go. And you know some murals, I did a big one here in town a couple years ago and I had two days to paint it before it rained for eight days. So uh-huh. I just had to do it as quickly and as efficiently as possible.
2: It's gotta kind of dry and all that too.
1: Yeah, but um, whenever I can, I'll freehand or grid or you know paint murals to that degree, uh, so I don't have um, so I can really spend the time and craft it from zero to end. And um, yeah, so there's a few different ways to make it happen.
0: That's very cool. <laughs> when I, I I hear all of these people, these pu- they would call themselves purists, and they're probably equally as uh, as apt labeled Luddites, you know, (laughs) like anti-technology or whatever. I was thinking about that the other day, because we shoot with now all these digital cameras and stuff, and I remember when the digital camera was really just starting to happen, and they started making professional quality ones. People are like... I would never shoot with a with a digital camera and now to hear somebody say that it's like okay Quentin Tarantino shoots movies on film but only because he's super well established and he can afford to buy it you know what I mean and people are going to watch his films no matter what he does but like if you're trying to if you're trying to do something pragmatically these days you might as well use the technology available to you especially if it's not going to fuck up the quality of your work well you know uh, stop it
1: Michelangelo actually did some projections uh, as I understand it, on the Sistine Chapel. No way. And apparently he did it through pinholes and paper, if I'm remember remembering it properly. And he lit it with candles from below and it shined up to give his scale oh. on the ceiling because painting that, what he did on the Sistine Chapel is incredible for one. But the perspective on everything is 100% perfect. But to have a little bit of guidance at, a, at something like that. Yeah.
2: Can't blame him. I can't. Yeah.
1: It, it's took huge. Him, it took him like yeah. Ten years to paint that thing, um, but yeah, I mean the technology—it's—it's it's important. I just dropped off some film that I use in my 35 millimeter camera, and it's you know going to be a week and a half before I get them back mm-hmm. and see what I do. But as we know, I couldn't wait for that to post. Like, oh, I was here and I did this mural right. today by waiting a week and a half, and then it wouldn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're we're bound by our technology, and if you use it to your advantage, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but then there's, there's a point too. You want to be able to, if you're going to be a professional photographer or a professional painter, you want to be able to shoot on manual and know that you can change your aperture and your shutter speed and someone can ask you that and you know what you're talking about. Same with me. If someone's like, well, can you paint this wall without any help? I want to know that I can. Sure. And not just be like, well, I have to rely on, on a projector.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: have to do that. Um, our walls daunting and you're like, oh man. It would be way easier to project it, but I want to take the time and grid it and know I went from start to finish without any of that kind of help. Um, So, again, there's plenty of artists that do both, and, you know, in the end, it's. I think as long as you know that you can do it traditionally, I think that's the important thing.
0: So you're shooting for 30 murals, but once you've done the 30th, what happens? What's uh, next?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna. Is it over? That's you it. Gonna... Game over. I'm done doing <laughs> art. <laughs> no, I. Um, that's always the question. What's next? Well, what's next is just continuing my trajectory to keep doing as many large scale public works as possible because it's I love it. It's what mm-hmm. I. I realized a few years ago. I was like, this is this was it. This is what I need to do, and I love graphic design but I don't wanna just sit on a computer all day and there's plenty of people that do graphic design way better than I could, Mm. um, even though I got my degree in it. But I always was a fine artist. Figure drawing was a big thing for me, painting. But now to be able to paint something and have it live on a wall at 50 or 100 feet for thousands or even millions of people to see potentially, that excites me more than anything. Mm -hmm. I've definitely done small scale paintings and, and art and I love it, and I'm excited to get back to do more of that, more studio gallery work. But when you know, I've had people buy pieces of work and say, "I love what I bought," and I'm like, "Thank you." And they're like, "I hung it in my bathroom," and I'm like, oh. "Nobody's going <laughs> to
0: see that." <laughs> and they're
1: like, "No, no, no!" So many people comment. I'm like, yeah, I'm, "That's cool," but, but yeah, I, that wasn't meant shitter. to. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> meant like... to go in the bathroom. Again, I'm grateful that people. You do
2: you. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm grateful that people will buy the art because. That is a huge. That's the biggest compliment is to have somebody buy a piece of your work, mm-hmm. regardless of where they hang it. But to paint something that is going to be outside or inside on a large scale and have people comment on it, love it, get inspired by it, that to me is is my driving force to continue with doing murals. And everything I've learned from this year is just going to help fuel that. Um, it has made me want to do more gallery, smaller scale stuff because mm-hmm. I just haven't had any time to do it my got ga- my my studio was outside this year and when you're painting outside there's a light breeze blowing beautiful day birds are chirping and you're creating outside I, there's nothing better than that um but i also know that i need smaller work for prints and things that people are interested in but um I'm not going to stop doing murals. I'd like to do more. I'd like to do more internationally. I'd like to keep traveling. I'm potentially going to do another tour in maybe 2021. I just need to figure out the logistics. And um, yeah, so continue with art and murals to the nth degree. Do
0: you have like a dream wall?
1: Ooh, a dream wall. Um, Not not necessarily a dream wall, but probably like a dream location, mm-hmm. somewhere like, I don't know, New York City, with where people are gonna see it, you know, millions are gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much talent in New York and amazing street artists that, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's wishful thinking. But yeah, I mean, just just beautiful walls that are not, where the paint's not stripping off, and it's just got good visibility, and that's, that, those are dream, they're all dream walls. They're all like this blank canvas where you're like, what can I make of this? Yeah. And also in that process, having the time and the autonomy to create what I want. When you work for clients, which obviously I'm grateful to do, sometimes you're compromised because they want their vision mm-hmm. and it doesn't coincide with what you think the wall should be. And um, when someone says, hey, do what you want and make it awesome. That's the best thing ever. And, and that's the most complimentary thing to your work as an artist. Sure. But when people try and manipulate it into something else, or if they try and tell you to copy someone else's work, then it's like, ah, eh, that's not my. That's not what I do.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Riff. just just creating on on your own terms is always the best sure. when possible.
0: Do you? Um. Okay. So you said that you got your degree in graphic design, and you were painting uh murals with your dad when you were younger um can you flesh out a little bit more of your sort of your uh artistic background and like mm-hmm. when did you when did you when did you s- decide to start painting was it with the murals with your dad or were you already driven to do that before i was
1: i was creating and drawing ever since i was like 4
0: okay. so
1: that was always that was never a question. Um, my dad was a jack of all trades. I mean, he was an art director and he was an artist and a sign maker, and he was a mark. He was in, worked for marketing and for things like Nevada Magazine. And um, my parents did a host of different jobs in between us doing the family band thing. So they've mm-hmm. they also have a small video production company, and they've ah. made hundreds of video productions um, for lots of different companies. So, um, but my dad did a lot of sign sign painting and mural work when I was a kid, you know, as in in between jobs and also for fun, but also, you know, oh, I can do this and, you know, make some money in between things and as artists do. Um, but it wasn't until I was in high school where he was doing some stuff on the Oregon coast when we lived in Florence that I was like, oh, that's, that's cool, dad. I'll help you with that. And he'd show me stuff. And then, but I never saw it as a way to be expressive. Mm -hmm. I always saw it as like, well, this seems like too hard to get walls and sort this out, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I'll just work on a small, small scale. But then in college, um, here at Oregon State University, I did a lot of stuff for people that just, we want the Oregon State beaver on the wall. And I'm like, okay. So I I painted like a 25 foot tall beaver for the wrestling department here. (laughs) That was probably my first large scale solo mural, like 20 feet tall, 25 feet tall. I got like 800 bucks. And was stoked, you know. I, I airbrushed the whole thing, and it's still there today. And you know that was cool. But then I did other stuff around town, and everybody wanted the beavers. But but now I've I've been able to paint murals in town of my own vision. Yeah, art, cool. Which is really cool. Um, but when I was a kid, I always loved Garfield, the cartoon, mm-hmm. and I just loved how clean his style was mm-hmm. and everything. And I sent him a letter, Jim Davis the creator of Garfield, with some of my art. And I said, hey, I want to be like you someday. I love Garfield, yada, yada. And like th- um, three weeks later, I got a letter from him wow. on Garfield letterhead with like a die-cut like bite taken out of it and it had a picture of Garfield with uh-huh. paper in his mouth. And it said, hi, Sky, keep up the good work. Love your art, Jim Davis. And I was like, oh, my Aww. God, this was life-changing. I was like eight Yeah. That's so cute. And I remember being at breakfast and I'm looking at this letter and I'm like, mom, oh my God. I said, I want to be an artist for the rest of my life. Cause Mm -hmm. at the time I was like, maybe I'll be a veterinarian. You know, when you're eight, you're like all these things, fireman, you know, astronaut. But that changed my mind. I'm like art, that's it, whatever that means. And that never changed. So I've always wanted to be an artist. I didn't know what capacity that was going to be in. And then it's obviously evolved and I've been, I believe, very versatile in what I do. Graphic design, illustration, cartoons, murals, maybe to my detriment at times instead of just focusing on one thing as an artist. But I also appreciate the variability because if Whole Foods had called me nine years ago and said, Hey, can you do murals for us? And I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. I would have missed an amazing opportunity. Sure. So I painted eight Whole Foods stores now across the United States. Brad. And um, and then that wouldn't have, you know, it would have been something else that would have inspired me. But that was the thing that turned my whole ship around and focused into public work, public artwork. Cool.
2: Pissed that that Whole Foods isn't opening. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, know, bummer, I'm
1: so right? sad that That's Encinitas pl- closed. Do you have <laughs>
2: any others around Encinitas?
1: Um, I painted uh, Whole Foods in Del Mar
2: oh okay uh hillcrest mm-hmm. okay
1: i painted a little small mural in la jolla's whole foods I, oh
2: i used to drink there all the time
1: <laughs> there's a little torrey pines tree i painted in there it's hillcrest oh, okay. is a little more expansive i did like five murals and their big ones oh okay. fun and then um fairfax in la i did one in laguna niguel i did one in arizona which closed the same time as encinitas mm-hmm. unfortunately and then i just did their newest store in kakaako in hawaii which was yeah. Probably the gnarliest job I've ever done. It was a massive construction project in between me painting and Using a boom lift between million-dollar escalators and yeah. it was all it was pretty crazy, but I Was doing it right before the tour and it helped me get my feet on the ground to get going on the tour So it was a, it was a big job. It was two trips to Hawaii probably 15 days for each trip 15 hour days consecutively to get the job done but it was very gratifying in the end. And yeah, so always stoked to work with Whole Foods. Yeah, And nice. Yeah, so.
0: Cool. Um, do you have any more art questions before we move to the van? I feel obligated to ask him about his van.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fascinating. Yeah. And I've always thought murals were so fascinating. Yeah, they're it's super so cool. incredible to do something at such a large scale. Like, I can feel like you got to step back a lot and look at it. Totally. And, <laughs> and be like, what did I just do?
1: And I'm so, ins- there's so many artists that I follow, muralists, that are mind blowing. Like,
2: sure.
1: I am f- totally forgetting his name now, but an artist, I think in Europe, just did a, I don't know how big this wall was, but he painted it with these giant free handed butterflies. And they look um. real, but they are, the wall is probably eight stories tall Jesus by like 250 feet wide it is enormous and it's perfect yeah and as an artist I'm like well that's. I need to go back to the drawing board because that guy <laughs> just took it to another level
0: yeah
1: um, but yeah there's so many artists that I follow there's a lot of artists that I know that are muralists that I'm inspired by and it's hard not to compare yourself when you're out there doing what other people are, do- are doing it's natural fair and i have to remember as an artist like well they're different than me even though we're doing something similar but sometimes you just can't help but get a little jealous and be like oh man that guy's style or that girl's style Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible i wish that was mine but it's not and that's okay i'll do my thing but uh it's definitely inspirational to see really big art by other artists
0: yeah yeah cool let me restart this again and then we'll talk about the van Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, tell us about your van. What kind of van do you have? My van
1: is a hey. 20. 20 hey. You want to talk about my van? <laughs> he wants to talk about the van. Uh, it's a 2017 Mercedes Sprinter 4x4, 144 inch wheelbase. Um, I bought it brand new because I was trying to buy one from my buddy and the bank made it very impossible. So I just. I just sucked it up and was like, well, I'm going to go into debt. I'm going to buy the van and build it from zero because mm-hmm. then I can build it the way I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it currently has 20,600 miles on it and it's been pretty incredible. I just did a little upgrade on the back. I just added some sumo springs for because okay. I had a lot of weight in the back. Yeah. I should have added them before I left,
0: uh-huh.
1: but um, it's definitely helped with the sway and the stability of okay. that thing but um, my friend Joey Fandel who I mentioned earlier built the inside mm-hmm. and my buddy Johnny Wood built the racks out of steel and he built the racks the bumper and the rear swing arms for the Illuminous boxes Okay, and he is he's a monster I mean he he handmade all those from scratch and killed it yeah and just like Joey built the inside and yeah the synergy of those guys coming together with like You know designs I'd throw at them and be like what if we do this or this it all worked out and Yeah, it's it's been an amazing uh, amazing vehicle to live in and travel in and I Mean, I can't say enough good things about Mercedes vans too. I don't care about like, you know Look at this amazing Mercedes car sedan luxury. I don't and that doesn't do anything for me. They're beautiful cars I don't want one But the way that the Mercedes van is designed, as I'm sure you know, is it's pretty flawless. Like every little detail works, you know, seamlessly. And I, as I lived in it and drove it and used it, I'm like, wow, this is pretty darn efficient. Yeah. And I know there's other vans on the market. There's definitely some good ones, but none of them hit the mark to me like the Sprinter. And Chris Benchettler has a 170-inch wheelbase van. So I got familiar with what the vans were by looking at his, mm-hmm. yeah. and that also helped me make the decision to get it.
0: Yeah. Um, what, in terms of like living space and amenities and stuff, what do you have in there?
1: So I've got a pretty good size, I think, 37-gallon uh, ARB fridge. Okay. So it's really good size. I've never had a lack of space for fruits and veggies and salads and... You know guayaki and mm-hmm. all the all the tasty treats in there when I'm driving. Um, I've yeah,
2: got you a have that
1: yerba. Got I got that yerba mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to uh, guayaki yerba mate. Um, I There's
2: a can right there. I, I don't know. Want I was stoked. You guys, <laughs> I are like it the up. sparkling ones. The Shouts
1: out to my friend Madison for uh, setting me up on the tour. Um, but yeah, so I've got a sink. I've got um, a Goal Zero uh, Yeti. Lithium-ion battery to charge all my all my knickknacks and cameras and all that stuff, and then I've got two solar panels. Uh, okay. One solar panel powers all my LED lights, my my fridge, my water pump, and one more thing, one other thing, and then the Yeti lithium-ion battery is powered by the other Goal Zero. Oh,
0: interesting! So you got two separate systems. Two
1: separate systems. So the because the Goal Zero is nice because I can pull it out when I'm doing murals if I need.
0: Cool. Electricity
1: for a projection in a random place or if I just need to plug in and use music or whatever I can pull it out. It doesn't yeah. stay in the van. That's been really a nice addition. I bet so. And um, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a full-size queen bed um, and it's modular so I can collapse it down and I have two mattress pieces made by 2920 Sleep. And they were awesome. They sponsored me for the tour, mm-hmm. and shouts out to 2920. And they custom made me this mattress because I have to take down the like the the last quarter of it to collapse the bed mm-hmm. to make room for my sit space and my desk space. Okay. But then um, I have a piece of wood that I set down and fills up the whole bed, so I can sleep fully in there i mean it there's so much more room than i anticipated you could sleep three full-size adults in there yeah no problem uh-huh. i haven't done that but it is possible <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and um you couldn't leave
0: it to the imagination i so. know
1: <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> i didn't get that weird um but it uh it's you know the front passenger seat rotates so you can kind of have a little you know, hangout session in yeah, there and like this, just like this. I got a ceiling fan to push air in or pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I've got? Um, the whole back garage has my mountain bike. It's got my paints. It's got my instruments. It's got three drawers with extra gear, clothes, um, paint gear. And then on the back, I've got two luminous boxes that store all my paints and all the kind of smelly stuff for painting that I don't want off gassing in the van. Right. Uh, also, a have propane tank in there and uh, that's been really great to have those to just be like, oh this stuff stinks like paint Throw it in there. It doesn't stink up the band.
0: Yeah
2: How much um, Gear do you have to have for your murals? Is there it a lot? It, de- it
1: depends. Okay. I probably carry more than I should but I It's been beneficial because there's been times where I'm like oh, I need that extra thing and I've got it
0: Sure.
1: So that's why I had that's why I needed the extra space because I could go into every town and buy things over and over again, but I didn't want to be wasteful, so I brought things
0: I could reuse. Right. Cool. What do you keep up in the uh, the rocket box on top?
1: Oh yeah. So my uh, my box on top has a surfboard, uh, my super brand shortboard along with a couple of wetsuits and my full face helmet for mountain biking and just, you know, all the stuff for fun activities. And then yeah, up top I've got two stepping platforms on the rack that Johnny built so I can step over and access the front s- solar panel yeah. and then the Goal Zero. I shattered that front solar panel in on the freeway in New York. Oh, oh shit. no! A semi shot a rock up and I heard it hit but oh, I, th- no. I thought it just hit oh. like the frame
0: because uh-huh. it was
1: pretty loud and I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And then a f- couple days later I was in Ohio painting a mural and I got on the roof to take a photo of the mural and I looked down, and the sh- the panel was shattered end to end. Wow! And I was like, "Oh shit!" So that was a total that was a that was a bummer because then it wasn't working properly. It started short- shorting out my fridge because the fridge was drawing from the um, the energy source, um, the energy source, not energy. Sorry, the solar panel box that was re-diverting all the energy, it wasn't pulling properly. Mm-hmm. So then it sh- it drained my deep cycle battery it shorted the fridge out it was just the chain of re- chain reaction Gnarly. Luckily, luckily uh, my buddy Nick Keating shouts out to Nick and his dad in um, New Hampshire had a ladder they had tools I ordered a new one shipped it to their house and then we installed it with the, I installed it with their help because the way it's on there you have to just put one arm underneath and unscrew it with the help of one other person but it's a blind unscrewing mm. thing so mm-hmm. it, I couldn't have done it myself but it, it you could only do it by yourself if that makes sense mm-hmm. as long as somebody can spot what's going on. So it was kind mm. of a shit show but it was also van life and yeah. better that than my windshield I guess. Maybe.
2: Maybe a little, Maybe. Cheap. It might <laughs> be a little cheaper. Oh, it was I definitely
0: cheaper. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, but the thing is, you know that there's people all the pl- all over the place who have replaced one of those windshields That's before. true. And true. your solar panel isn't covered by your insurance.
1: That's the thing. So <laughs> the new panel was 180 bucks and just a little bit of time and frustration, but it's funny cause driving, I don't know, months after I did that, my windshield's just still clean. It's pristine. I'm like, oh, this is so- Nice. So nice. I haven't had anything happen and then crack. Oh no. Little rock shot up right in the eyesight line and oh, it just- no. It's all I see when I drive. It's just right. It's not bad. It's not splintering, Uh but it's just... It's just, oh, like, it's like it. a
0: scratch right on the, right in front of your pupil on your glasses, on your right? <laughs> yeah, no. So
1: it couldn't have had it happen on the passenger side. It had to happen right in front right of you. there. Mine,
2: luckily, in my on my car is right in the center, of the, the very center of the windshield. There's oh, good. a little star. <laughs> so
1: it doesn't. It's, I'm
2: like, okay. It's
1: annoying, but it's not right in your your line of sight. Just
2: put put some in front of it, hanging from your w- mirror. Don't even know it's there.
1: Exactly. Hang some crystals down, and um, <laughs> I've been very fortunate that I haven't experienced anything bad, and I'm not even going to go there with talking about that. Just I want to just accept all the good vibes from
0: travel, because <laughs> sure. you
1: know there's a lot of scary stories of you know people in van life, and I heard of a couple that was sleeping and they were rear-ended while they were sleeping, which sounds Early. absolutely horrible. Uh-huh. Um, so I one thing. I never slept in the van parked on a street, like a busy thoroughfare. Fair, mm-hmm. it would be side streets, or I made sure something was around me or in a parking lot to where people couldn't just bomb past me or slip off and hit me.
0: I always, we do regularly sleep on a street, but it's we always try to get a really, Low traffic street, yep. and whenever I parallel park, I am there's always somebody behind me. Yeah. So that if I get hit, it's gonna be a glance, not like a full blown full like blown. impact.
1: Yeah, and I think this couple got hit full blown. <sighs> right, just sounds yeah. like a, yeah. a real yeah, headache.
0: Put your head on that fridge right there.
1: Oof. <laughs>
0: Oof. Uh what else?
1: Um
2: oh are you gonna stay in the van when your tour's over?
1: Good question. I so I'm I'm definitely planning to do another tour. Of some kind. I I don't know what that means yet. Um, When I get back to San Diego, I'm going to kind of recalibrate. Definitely surf as much as I can. Just right off the Mm -hmm. bat and get back in the ocean. But um, I'm probably going to rent a place for a little bit and get out of the van so I can just, um, like I said, recalibrate what I want to do. But also have some space to work on some paintings and not just be in the van. I could totally live in the van. And I have, and I have no problem with it. Um, even bathroom has not been an issue, which a lot of people obviously ask about. But um, <laughs> to have space to paint and create, is I need that. And I want to generate a new art show and a series of work. So I'll probably rent a place for a little bit and then kind of formulate my plans for the next tour. Yeah. And um, I'm also looking at possibly going to Australia or New Zealand for a little bit. So I want to get out of the country and do a couple trips. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I've, I definitely have some murals coming up where I'll be taking the van and staying in it. And
0: yeah. cool. Now that
1: I have it, I'm like, well, I can drive out to wherever. and Do any old job. Do the job and not have to stay in a hotel yeah. or whatever. And um,
2: You're in your space, so it's nice and comfortable. Yeah,
1: and, and it's funny. I, I didn't quite get it. It You know, I knew people that do van life and they'd, we'd go stay somewhere at the same time and they know they wouldn't stay in like the airbnb they're like mm-hmm. we'll stay in the van no no come inside no no no, it's okay i get it it's home it's i'm comf i'm comfy in there yeah. and people have been very gracious and say come stay in our house and i'm like it's okay i can sleep in the van i like it in some instances i stayed in someone's house because it just it made sense and it was less awkward for them yeah. to know mm. that someone was just camped out in their driveway. Uh-huh. Sure. But uh, And then sometimes it was very welcome to just get out of the van, have a shower, have a bed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got no problem staying in. I think it's cozy as hell. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we always say we don't need your guest room, but we will use your shower. Yes,
1: shower
0: <laughs> shower, and food is always acceptable. Yeah, and um, maybe
2: a nice shit, but that sounds
0: <laughs> bad. I'll eat your food whether I'm living in a van or a house. Exactly, you know I mean? <laughs> exactly. Food is always welcome.
2: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't um, matter where you live.
0: But it is funny
1: how people just think that because you are in a van that you're down on your luck or you just gave up on life and you just, the van was the only option. Right. Um... I've had people say to me who uh, don't know anything about art and murals, and they think that I'm just driving around painting for free for whoever wants it. (laughs) And and I'm like, this is my home. Like, I have to pay bills. And, And I try and be as upfront and honest about that and educate as much as I can so they are understanding of what I do and how I do it instead of just thinking, oh, you just drive around and paint for free.
2: If only artwork like that, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know? Exactly, right, yeah.
1: but, but at the same time, when I've done donated work, but here's the trade-off, and my friend said it pretty well, uh, no pay, no say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you want the art, cool, but if you're not paying for it, then I paint what I want. I
2: can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. The minute you
1: start having a budget, then we can talk about the things that you'd like to have happen, if it's, you know, <laughs> If it makes sense, but, um, but you know, if someone really wants a piece of art, but absolutely has no money, then they got to let me have full control. Do whatever
0: you want. Yeah.
2: And then you get it up on a, on a lovely wall and hopefully so all your, your shit.
1: Well, and I also know that I'm not going to do anything super like.
2: This gonna be a big no. dick. <laughs> Everything I've seen of yours is yeah. really, really beautiful. Really pretty. Yeah. So yeah, we
1: really like this mural. It. But why did you paint a big wiener on the
0: wall? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I,
2: you know. Why does Mother Earth have a wiener?
0: Yeah. Um. No. Well, okay. Uh, you've sort of been doing it along, but like, where can people? I I know you've got a bunch of sponsors, and you're welcome to plug whoever you want to. Um, but where can people find you? They, you, people, (laughs) all the
1: people, uh, can find me on Instagram, at Skywalker underscore art. Sky with an E, S-K-Y-E. The van is at VanGo underscore go. My website is SkywalkerArt.com. And... Yeah, people. Are, I feel free to follow along. Message me, say hi. You know, if you're interested in a mural, let me know. Cool.
0: And you've um, got a little, uh, you got a little merch happening, right? Hammock, hammocks, and yeah. I saw some sticker packs and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I've
1: got some cool.
0: Uh, Stop it.
1: Cool collaborative projects that uh Crispin Chetler actually lined up with our collaborative work. Uh, we did some uh, collaborative hammocks with Madeira. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's cool is two trees are planted for every hammock sold. Oh, cool. So we've got four different hammocks based off our uh, Chris and my work. And so you can find those on madera.com. We just did a couple of chalk bags with static chalk bags, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, And then as far as my own work, I did have a a sticker series that I just did. I sold out in two days, so I, I need to do some more Cool. and I'm working on that. I've got some new art prints I'm working on, some new sticker packs. Um, so I, I'm generating a whole bunch of new fun stuff, and I'm going to flood my website with it. Right. As soon as I get back and get a little time to get that nailed down. Your stuff would okay. look
0: cool on skate decks and stuff like that too. I've
1: done skateboards. I've done wakeboards. Uh, I'm doing something with uh, Crispin Chetler and Liquid Force wakeboards, cool. which will be coming out. I'm not going to say what, cool. when, where, or why or how, but that's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I try and do as much of my own work to have prints and stuff. But again, this year has been all about the big stuff. Yeah. I've probably done four or five small finished pieces Uh in the span of 12 months, which is nothing. I thought I would have all this time to create like a big body of work. I would drive, paint, drive, and then I'd get there and be like, okay, I want to draw this thing. And I'd start it and then go to bed. And then six weeks later, I'd be like, oh, I got to keep working on that thing. Yeah. So it'll be nice to be in one spot and I can, instead of driving thousands of miles, I can put a bunch of hours That into time
0: park. into, sure. yeah, That's sure. the trade-off.
1: But um, yeah, and then um, I'd like to say a little thanks to people that have followed along and been supportive and amazing and awesome. And uh, anybody that's, you know, brought me out to do a mural, thank you so much. And um, to all the people that have been involved with the van and the tour, like I hope I don't forget anybody. If I can mention some of these people, sure, yeah. go for it, man. Do it. Viori Clothing, uh, Guayaki Mizu, twenty nine twenty sleep, Dr. Bronner soap, which I see you guys have in here as well. I, I need some years. of that in my
0: pits right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, hot Tea Media, Suga Yoga. Yeah, uh, Brian. Shouts Brian. out to Brian and um, Eco Surf, which is uh, Surf, which is one of Marco Gonzalez's Marco, um, yeah. nonprofits. Um, shouts out to Marco and. Who am I forgetting? Who's on my van? Oh, the James Brand Knife. <laughs> got company.
2: A cheat sheet over there. <laughs>
1: Aloha collection, Marea coffee, and that about covers it. I mean, thank you all <laughs> to being a part of this tour and for hooking me up with good stuff to use along the way. Good deal.
2: Okay, cool. I I have to ask the stupid question of the podcast oh you i've got a dumb one i haven't
0: it. been trying i've been oh, trying can to can not
2: add it out are your parents star wars fans or, or did you just happen
1: <laughs> that's not a stupid question at all well um, i'm
2: sure you get it all the time and you're sick of it but he's been talking about you for a while and i'm like i really want to know
1: <laughs> so my parents according to them had my name picked out before i was born i was born in 78 star wars came out in 77 so they have not Sus- my- it's close yeah Yeah. (laughs) but my parents had no influence from star wars it just our last name is walker i'm my middle name is sky so my first name is actually sherlock fabulous sherlock's a pretty it's a mouthful but so my full name is sherlock sky mcleod walker which is a lot but that's a fantastic name thank you it's all scottish heritage related oh sure yeah according to my mom so then as i got older sky just was a little easier Cause you know, you'd get no shit Sherlock and all kinds of stuff in jeez. So then I just started going by Sky and it just was simplified it a little bit. I got a lot of Luke Skywalker, Star Wars stuff, but that's fine. I like Star Wars. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the heritage of that. It it actually had nothing to do with Star Wars. It just Just coincided. Fair enough. But I wish I had some royalties from Star Wars. (laughs) No, come on. Come on George Lucas and Disney set me up. I'll put it on my van.
2: Yeah, there you go. I'll rename
1: it the Millennium do a, do a Star Falcon. Wars. <laughs> yeah, do a Star
2: Wars themed van.
1: Hey, if they want to pay me That'd for it, oh hell yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I
2: would live in that van.
1: Heck yeah. What's your stupid question?
0: Oh, my Not stupid stu- question. There's no stupid question. No, no that I mean,
2: was I just like had to know. That was well, you question. said that you had
0: already uh, always been a fine artist, and I just I've always because I've been in like like a big like um, fan of hip hop for a long time. Whenever I think of a mural, I think of people moving from. Uh, graffiti to permission Mm -hmm. and I just wondered if you had ever had any like what's your relationship with graffiti that that is not a dumb question at all
2: that's actually a good question I
1: I wish I had history in graffiti Mm because I you know I grew up in a family band and we were talking about saving the environment and doing things like that so I wasn't out running around you know painting illegally and yeah not to say doing that illegally is right or wrong. I wish I had those chops. Right. I don't. But I respect all the guys that do and, you know, set the stage for people today that not only do street art, but, you know, get paid for it because, you know, they they did it before we did. But murals have been around for thousands oh, of years. Oh, sure. So <laughs> yeah. you know, we were talking
0: divi- about... That.
1: There's the dividing line. And um, I, one graffiti artist I follow said, you know, the difference between a graffiti artist and a muralist is any idiot can paint a mural, and I understand what he was saying. He was just trying to be like, you know, it takes a certain flair and panache to be a graffiti artist, and I get that. But not everybody can paint a mural, so no.
0: well, and there are also there are also people doing quote unquote graffiti who don't know what the fuck they're doing and they're just trashing somebody's garage door. Yeah. totally. You know, and
1: there's a big difference between graffiti and vandalism. Yeah, and so when yeah. I meet people and they always think. Well, you do graffiti, and I say, actually, I'm painting a mural. But graffiti is its own type of art, uh-huh. and vandalism is something very <laughs> different. People get them confused, and that's not fair to graffiti artists who work really hard to make their style awesome and legit. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's knuckleheads in every realm that are trying to paint murals or graffiti, and they're doing it improperly or they're claiming something that they're not. Mm-hmm. But as far as me, I didn't grow up doing graffiti. I've never tagged illegally. I've <laughs> there. Were, I have had times where I'm like. I'm gonna go find a wall and I'm gonna tag this illegally, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, ah, just it's uh, no, it's not me, mm-hmm. and uh, I I don't have that background. But the guys that do, I mean, they've got they've earned some stripes for it for sure. Yeah. And there's some heavy hitters in the in the street art world that have ascended from doing it illegally to getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for their work. Shepard Ferry, for one, yeah. You know, going from getting arrested from tagging to owning Obey and doing insane public works. So uh, it's cool to see guys like that you know, get theirs
0: after, you know, coming up that way. South sure. Carolinian. Oh. oh, that's right. Oh,
2: there you go. That's
0: right. I grew up going down playing golf tournaments. Talk about talk about doing something sheltered. Uh, <laughs> huh. I grew up playing golf tournaments and going down and he's, he's probably only 45 or something, right? Something like that. And uh, he couldn't have been more than 19 when I was seeing the, um, Obey Giant, like, just on police barricades, like, stenciled and like, he had done them, you know?
1: Well, see, and it's guys like that who have the foresight to start something, which he did, and Banksy's done, and, uh, a slew of other artists, but, I mean, when you think of people in the street art world that have really made an impression, I mean... He's definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. The Obey Giant, everybody knows that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish I could say I've come up with something that's that iconic. I haven't. Maybe I will someday. Maybe I won't. But um, when you do something like that and hit a stride and can ride it like he has, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How long are you guys going to do van life for?
2: I don't. We don't really know. Yeah. Until we don't like it anymore, I
0: guess. There you go. Indefinitely. We're, huh. we're
2: come. We're just over ten months now. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we've been talking about getting another van.
0: Yeah, um, we would like to get so a bigger van. we might but get
2: a bigger van. One.
0: Um. And
2: we're having a good time, so th- who knows?
0: The the novelty hasn't worn off. Yep. Yeah. There's still so many advantages that. I wouldn't say necessarily long-term outweigh the constraints of living in a van, but there's so many advantages that are still more interesting than the the disadvantages, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm still more interested in exploring the advantages than I am frustrated with suffering the disadvantages of living in the van. Things as simple as, like, the fact that, like, we're doing this trip right now. We're going to drive around for seven weeks. This is we're going to go to Montreal. Like, we just left. And we are we don't have the means to do that trip unless we took our house with us. Yeah. And we were able to, you know, we're we're not eating out much at all. Mm-hmm. And we aren't paying for accommodations at all. It's a bunch of gas, but we're, like, splitting the cost. And so, like, we can afford to take this giant epic trip. So for something as large as that, to something as small as being able to commute to from Encinitas to Irvine Stop for a meeting Stop. the night before and not have to deal with traffic. Something as simple as that is like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Like I woke up in my bedroom this morning, three miles from my meeting, went to the gym and took a shower and everybody else is either late or too early and they're frustrated because they've been in traffic and my house is parked around the corner. Yeah.
2: And it's a dream for me because um, I'm an artist too and getting to go to jobs all over the place is like really convenient. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I can take a job, uh, I've been able to take jobs all over San Diego and we can go stay where if I have a night rehearsal and then a morning rehearsal we can go and, and stay where it is and that's super convenient and if uh, you know, if something were to happen and I got a theater job in Chicago or New York or somewhere else, you know, we might be able to to do it out there, uh, to take our house with us, which yeah. is super fun.
1: I, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. I yeah, you get it. Definitely been been like, well, traffic's going to be gnarly. I'm going to get there earlier. Or if I've ever been trapped, well, I can pull over and park for three hours. Yeah. I don't... <laughs>
2: Hang out, yeah. get some work done. There's no
1: stress because it's yeah. like I'm in I'm in my home. My yeah. home is where I'm, I'm at. Yeah. For sure. I yeah. uh, Stop I, it. I definitely. What's your feeling on the term van life, which is obviously thrown around quite a bit?
0: I don't I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's descriptive. Hmm. You know, I was in Culture Brewing in Encinitas, and because. I'm a policy guy and because I'm interested in having and even instigating the conversation of whether vehicular habitation is okay and whether you're a weirdo because you live in a van. I'm interested in instigating that conversation. So I, and I respect people who don't readily volunteer this information, but I readily volunteer when I meet somebody, I go yeah, blah, blah, blah. Where do you live? I live in a van, you know, because I want to have that conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And one of my buddies who I had announced that to his friend that I had just met or whatever, he goes, uh, or this is a guy I didn't really know. He goes, you don't live in a van. You're a van dweller. And I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. It doesn't matter. Call me what you want. Yeah.
2: I would love for it not to need explanation. Like if you're having a conversation with someone that lives in a house, and you're like, "I live in my van," and they're like, "Cool, yeah. That's people do that. Yeah. That's fine." There's not.
1: Yeah. I I, I love having the conversation with people that have no idea, and I hear them judging me in what they're asking. Oh, I, for sure. There's a woman. Are you
0: okay? Do you need help? Well, yeah. There was a woman, <laughs> in
1: I, I met in, a in New Jersey. And she was like, "What do you do?" And I told her, she's like, "And you live in your van, What's that like?" But <laughs> all her, all her questions had this just downtone of like, "I'm asking this because I'm sort of interested, but I also don't approve of it mm-hmm. yeah. at all in yeah. any way. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. Yeah. Everybody teach their own. We've, we've all lived in a place that's I mean, I moved out of an amazing place in Cardiff with my roommate Kyle shouts out to Kyle who was just here we went surfing hung cool. out he's on a seven week road trip right he's living in the back of his Tacoma and he's like nice. he's reminded he's like travel is amazing I've met so many amazing people and I said take that and multiply it by 13 months because uh-huh. the amount of people you meet along the way is such a gratifying experience like you could stay in your bubble which is fine and so many people do but when you break out of that bubble and you open yourself up to experiences and mm-hmm. people, the the best things happen, especially if you're open to it. If you go out with a negative vibe, you're going to pull the negative. But the positive and negative, the yin and the yang really happens. But if you're really open to it and accepting of it and patient, I think that's the biggest key is being patient. Bless you.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: and not try and rush things. I've I've sure. met people along the way where I'm like, you know i don't have time to have this conversation or whatever but i just took a minute and was like okay what's up and talking and then and that turned into i know this person that has a place to park or someone that might need a mural and by being patient and open to it it yielded great experiences yeah and back in san diego i know because it's a it's a fast paced way of life everyone's like impatient Another thing too is, and I've said this in other, a couple other podcasts I did is that you got to have that patience because you never know what people are going through Mm -hmm. that you meet and everybody's going through something physical, Mm -hmm. mental, spiritual, emotional, and you have to be patient for that fact because you don't know that the person that's serving your coffee, who's being a total jerk, their girlfriend just passed away or they, you know, something's going on in their life. You can't understand Mm -hmm. and they're projecting it on you you just got to be calm and patient and you give them something nice in return. Sure. Um, And by understanding that I've I've learned things about people along the way that were going through some really heavy shit I never would have guessed it Mm -hmm. and I didn't ask about it it just came up and then Mm -hmm. I was like whoa this I understand now why you know their vibe was a certain way. Mm -hmm. So those are all things you got to take into consideration while you're traveling and you got to be open to you know so many things and not be closed off to it cuz yeah. you know you're in a different realm living in a vehicle and you know being you know subject to things moving around you as you move versus being static so you got to bend and fold
0: a little bit i think it's a really good way to ex- expose yourself to other people but also to expose other people to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Especially, I think, especially because we're in such a small van, Mm -hmm. we spend tons of time outside, Mm -hmm. in public, Um, whether whether we're at the van or somewhere else, we're just out in the street, you know, with other people. And yeah, I mean, it's what you're saying. It's like, I've spent a bunch of time like really angry about injustice and stuff in my life. Um. In, in the various forms of advocacy that I've been involved with but I think at the end of the day especially in person-to-person interactions as opposed to organization-to-organization interactions nothing bad is ever gonna come from a not letting somebody else bum you out and b being sweet and positive not polite Not obligatorily polite, but just being sweet and positive and, like, letting them do whatever the fuck they're doing. Even if it's being an asshole to you. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and, uh, trust me, there's been times where I've wanted to to dish out what was...
0: Coming at you. Coming
1: at me. Yeah. Whether it was just snide comments or whatever, but it just, it it doesn't... It doesn't help. Uh-huh. You know, you, you yeah, can't fight I fire totally with fire. Agree. Yeah. You know. You just
2: can't take anything personally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had people come up and say, you know, I don't like what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, and whatever, you know. Yeah. You
2: felt the need to tell me that? Yeah. Good for you. You did it? You did it. <laughs> Have a good day. Have a good
1: day. Because it doesn't help to turn around and say, well, you know, F you out if you don't like my work. Not everybody's going to like what I'm painting. Yeah. And that's fine. That's art.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah. you know, it's you have to be ready for that and open to that and understand that's just how it goes and everybody's everybody including the three of us are all going through some change spiritual mental physical and God, all I love different so. times <laughs> yeah and even if it's a positive thing that yeah. you change you're going through it's still a change and we're all in transition and we're not just you know some people treat other people as like machines because they're they're serving them food or coffee and then right. they mm-hmm. they think it gives them the right to be like you know just You're as not a back, human like. you know? but anyway i don't know if that makes any sense but uh, yeah, that's my it two cents tons of sense. Yeah. living in a van on the road and being accustomed to being around lots of people which is very invigorating and it's also very exhausting, exhausting you have yeah. you have to balance the time with a lot of people with
0: plenty of time by yourself yeah All right, guys, we did it. Uh, I thought that was a really fun conversation. Had a good time talking to Sky. Hope that you enjoyed it. Really appreciate it if you uh, have stuck around this long. Um, it's always interesting to meet up with, uh, with people who are sort of facilitating their passions uh, for which they need to travel by using the van to do it. Uh, and it's cool to see Sky, you know, driving around and, uh, and getting to his different gigs with the van. So check back in with us next Tuesday for another episode of From the Van, and feel free to go over to fromthevan.com and watch a bunch of my stupid videos.